Are you looking to make better, healthier choices this year? Then let me help you out by introducing you to ButcherBox. ButcherBox not only helps you treat yourself to more delicious and wholesome meals, but it takes the guesswork out of finding high-quality meat with humanely raised beef, pork, chicken, seafood, and more that's delivered straight to your door. ButcherBox partners with folks who share their high standards and truly care about how animals are raised. Plus, they're B Corps certified, which makes me feel even better about my decision to be part of the ButcherBox community. ButcherBox is offering our listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential. Three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year. Plus get, 20, plus get $20 off your first order. That's right. New users will receive their choice of two pounds of ground beef, three pounds of chicken thighs, or one pound of premium steak tips for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free offer and get $20 off. The new year is here, which means it's time to start new habits and make those yearly resolutions. Mine this year was to get healthier and improve my quality of life, which is why I want to talk to you guys about Noom. Most weight loss plans are one size fits all and don't take into account each person's individual needs, which in turn doesn't really set you up for success. Those workout plans you pull from the internet don't think about your individual dietary restrictions, medical issues, or other personal needs. Noom does all of that before building a tailor-made plan that works for you and your lifestyle. It doesn't try to restrict what you eat and never shames you for wanting to treat yourself. And unlike before, I feel the motivation I need to succeed and none of the frustration that came with other plans. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy wherever books are sold. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a... Weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cup of murder. When hatred gets the best of some men, it can have dangerous repercussions. On April 6th, 2012, a man who felt as though he lost everything went on a killing spree against a race of people. A spree that saw three deaths and two more injuries. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, Sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. On April 5th, 2012, a man named Jacob C. England, just 19 years old, posted a status on his Facebook page expressing both grief and anger over the second anniversary of his father's death. An understandable reaction as, not long after his father Carl had been shot at an apartment complex by a man named Pernell Jefferson, his own fiance Sharon had, only recently, taken her own life. While the death of his fiance had left him emotionally raw, it was the death of his father that sparked anger and hatred inside of his heart. You see, Pernell Jefferson, a black man, though serving prison time, had his actions deemed a justifiable act of self-defense meaning he wasn't serving in a way that was harsh enough for Jake's liking. It was that hatred that would, just hours after his Facebook post, bubble over in a way that lost three people in Tulsa, Oklahoma, their lives. 
At around 1.03 a.m. on April 6, 2012, 49-year-old Denier Fields, a black woman, was found shot to death in a yard located in a predominantly black neighborhood and, shortly thereafter, was pronounced dead at St. John's Medical Center. She was shot just a few blocks away from her home and was described by those who knew her as, quote, the sweetest person you ever wanted to meet. Three minutes after she was found, two other victims, David Hall and Dion Tucker, both shot on the same road as Denier, were found but thankfully were able to recover from their wounds. At 1.50 a.m., another victim, 54-year-old Bobby Clark, who was found by his own brother, was taken to the Hillcrest Medical Center where he was pronounced dead. And almost seven hours later, 31-year-old father, William Allen, was found dead in front of Jack's Memorial Chapel. He died just a week before his 32nd birthday. Both men, like the other victims, were black. By that afternoon, police officers released the names of the victims and a very limited description of their not one, but two suspects. That night, at around 7.30 p.m., a meeting was held at Tulsa's NAACP chapter where Reverend Warren Blackney Sr. expressed his concerns that someone was, quote, targeting black people to shoot. People stayed in their homes, doors were locked, and everyone worried who might be the next victim of these spree killers. At 8 a.m. on April 7th, the police received the first Crime Stoppers tip regarding 19-year-old Jake England, claiming he was, quote, a racist who hates black males and had, quote, bragged about other shootings. Another said that Jake wanted justice for his father's murder and, quote, uses drugs and will not go down without a fight. After calling in for assistance with the FBI, the Tulsa Police Department announced the formation of a task force called Operation Random Shooter and asked for the public's help identifying their suspect. At 6 p.m., deputies in Osage County, after another anonymous call, found Jake's burned Chevrolet pickup truck and surveillance on him and 32-year-old Alvin Watts began. They were arrested at 1.47 a.m. on April 8th. According to their confessions, both men committed two of the shootings each, and both were charged with first-degree murder, two counts of shooting with the intent to kill, and one charge of possessing a firearm while in the commission of a felony. When brought to trial, Jake's uncle testified that both Jake and Alvin treated the mass shooting as a contest to see who could kill the most victims and used racial slurs to describe each of their victims. Witnesses would later claim that Jake lured each of the pedestrians closer to his truck just before shooting them. While the motives for his crime seemed obvious to some, others claimed that Jake was not a racist, but a young boy who struggled with a difficult home life. Citing the loss of his mother, father, and more recently his fiance as the reason for his deadly spree. Claiming he wanted to be with his deceased family and fiance and that this was his way of doing that. In an effort to avoid the death penalty, on December 16, 2013, both Jake England and Alvin Watts pleaded guilty to the crimes against them and reached a life-without-parole plea deal. In his final statement to the court, Jake England, voice cracking, admitted to going on the rampage with Alvin with the aim of killing as many Black people as they could. He apologized to the victims of the shooting, their families, and the Black community as a whole. 
Alvin said nothing when offered the chance to make a statement. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on April 7th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.